0: Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine.
1: Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 140. Before we jump into the interview, we wanted to mention that tomorrow, Tuesday, September 23rd, we are debuting a new form of of Instagram TV show that we're doing. So it'll be once per week. We're going to be diving into some different topics that are more conducive for video. And so just be a little bit different way of reaching you guys rather than the podcast. So if you're not already, we would love if we could get you to follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland and set those post notifications so that you see when our Instagram TV video shows up.
0: Yeah, so it's definitely something that we're excited about. So today we are also excited to be talking to Rick from Prince Charming Co. And I'm I love a good punny name. So instead of Prince, it's like Prince, because he makes t shirts and vinyl and stickers and all of your things. So it's P-R-I-N-T-S if you're looking for him online or on social media. So Rick from Prince Charming Co., what we love so much about him is he takes his love and his passion for Disney and he combines it with his day job which is a printing shop and he's able to bring artists visions to life so we're super excited to talk about him so of course he's going to start off by introducing himself and giving us one fun fact that you might not already know about him
2: oh man one fact that you don't know about me and again this is Rick the Prince Charming from Prince Charming Company one fact you don't know about me, I was born and raised in Florida. The first thing I ever learned how to drive was a Zamboni at an ice skating rink. Man. That's right. I also know how to figure skate. You tell anyone that, you know what happens in the castle. <laughs> 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 um, but realistically, yeah, I, uh, I'm here. I'm glad to be with you guys. This is going to be great. I'm excited to hear what you're going to ask me.
1: Good deal. So you don't hear too many Floridians who are ice skaters. So No. That is but quite the they, interesting fact. Totally
2: bizarre thing. I was 15 years old, needed a job. There was a mall that had an ice skating rink and had an opening. Wow. That's where I was.
0: And they trusted you at the Zamboni.
2: <laughs> they shouldn't have. <laughs> they absolutely should not have ever. Uh, but they certainly did. And I had fun with that for probably two years uh, before they tore the mall down. And I got to teach, like, the tiny tots, uh, like, three- to five-year-olds ice skating class. So imagine about 23- to five-year-olds with knives strapped to their feet. <laughs> yeah. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> First job ever. Most amazing job ever.
0: <laughs> did you have to know how to ice skate before, or did you learn it, for the job?
2: I ha- I learned on the job.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Um, And it, I actually... Decided to go crazy and like learn more than you should have for the job. Like I could do the jumps and the swirls and all that fun stuff. You didn't hear that. It never happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning could use some uh, intermission entertainment or something.
2: I could fix that for them. I got them all day long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's a that's a good fun fact. That's probably sure. one of the most unique fun facts that we've had.
2: Well, there you go. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So to kind of lay the foundation for everything, we'll start with your Disney story. So how did it start and then ultimately evolve into starting Prince Charming Company?
2: Well, as far as Disney goes, um, when I was very young, I was raised by my grandmother. Uh, Her favorite thing to do was sit me in front of the television instead of raise me. Uh, But (laughs) it was the Disney Channel, so it was okay. It was all good, right? But the first thing that I can remember connecting with, and I was probably four or five years old, was the Skeleton Dance. And this actually, when I saw it, came from the Disney's Halloween treat. The original being out of 82. I was born in 82, so I saw it probably 85. Um, And I've always had an an affinity for the Halloween and the macabre and things like that, especially with the Disney. That paired with the fact that my father was a complete Disney freak. Um, his favorite resort was always the Contemporary, the one resort I have never stayed in. I've stayed in every, every single resort except for the Contemporary thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing the Skeleton Dance and then, of course, watching Disney Channel and learning all that fun stuff and then going to the parks. I My father took me out of school in first grade for like a week just to go to Disney World. And that was it. I was hooked. I'm done. You know, I, I'm pirate. I went on the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride the last day it was in an operation here in Walt Disney World. Wow. That was it. I was done. I was hooked. It's over.
1: <laughs> so. So has it been pretty steady throughout, or did you ever go through a time where you didn't like to go to Disney World or didn't like nope. Disney as much or kind of always been there? I
2: always, If I could get there, I was going to be there every single day, weekend, month, year, whatever you want to call it. I mean, there's times where I, right now, even I go once a week or once every couple of weeks. Um, The more I can be there, the better. And it's just, it's my fun, creative outlet. Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, I think that leads perfectly into our next question. So of course, Prince Charming Company is not your main gig. So you do have Ace High Printing, which is your full-fledged business that you spend so much time on. So can you tell the story of kind of how that led into starting Prince Charming Co?
2: For sure. Uh, Ace High Printing started about 15 years ago in July of 2004. Uh, I've been printing stickers, banners, posters, T-shirts for everybody. We're talking Fox Sports, MLB Network, Kiss, Madonna, Dick Dale, Justin Timber, like these kind of people, all the way down to your next door neighbor's bar and the band that play in the garage next to you. Uh, We've been doing that for years and years and years. But the Prince Charming thing happened um, last July. And I was literally, and you're going to love this one, in the shower thinking, how do I find that niche market that goes into the Disney community? Because Disney's always had a special place in my heart, obviously. But how do you break into that small shop market without being, hey, I'm Ace High and this is what we're going to do? Nah, it doesn't work like that. You have to create a character or an entity or how to uh, break in, if you will. And there it was. I thought, hey, I'm Prince Charming because... You know, Prince Charming, and I print, right? Mm -hmm. So I get out of the shower. I go on Instagram. I go on the web. I I Google it all. I do the whole thing. Nobody's got it. I don't know how no one had it, but I'll take it. (laughs) it. (laughs) So um, I started reaching out in July last year to um, Park Hopper Supply and 100 Acre Hood and people like that under Ace High, not under Prince Charming. Uh, I started saying, hey, look, I'll give you 100 free stickers if you just try me out. Trying to kind of hook into that. And I probably gave, I don't know, 1,000 stickers away just to see if there was a market for it. When I found that there was, then it was a sign to cartoonize myself and create the Prince Charming, as you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, This led me to create an entirely different persona and different website, different company. And on November 18th of last year, Mickey Mouse's birthday, if you will, <laughs> because I was actually at Walt Disney World at the time, I decided this is when we're going to launch it publicly. So I launched it publicly, and it's just been a roller coaster since then. Yeah.
0: That's a very fitting start date. Right?
2: I think it's epic, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it was meant to be.
2: The mouse and I know what we're doing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. What is it that appeals you to kind of theme park and pop culture and Disney specifically and kind of, you know, what was it that pulled you that way and wanted to get into that space?
2: It feels like home that I can be the corporate printer, the small business printer. I can be whatever you want all day long. But when it comes down to the Disney stuff and the small shop community and just the people we meet, that feels like home. That feels like where my heart is. And if this is where your heart is and your creative outlet is, why not be there? And, and it, to me, there's a lot of small shops and a lot of community shops that go find the corporate printers and things like that, which is great. I'm not going to knock it. I'm going to knock it. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> With me, you actually talk to a real person. I give out discounts like Oprah. You want 15% off? Sure, you got it. You want a package deal? You got it. You want free something? It's all yours. I don't care. I, I'm running ace high on this, you know, as my real company. The Prince Charming thing is to help the small shops, to make all the smaller people realize... And I say smaller people, that, that makes me sound terrible. The smaller shops, the small community, realize that you don't have to go super corporate to make it work. There's someone just like you... Sitting in a little 10 by 10 office with a printer that says, hey, I can do this quicker, faster, better for you.
1: Man, that's like the slogan for detour to never.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> like I'm doing this. But I think that's a really important point that, you know, it's kind of small businesses helping other small businesses and, you know, that there are other Options, Because I think for a lot of people who are starting out, you just don't know, you know, you don't know what's out there, you don't know what the options are. And it's really beneficial to work with someone like you, who has, you know, people's best interests in mind. And like, you're willing to sit down and take the time to explain everything because bigger corporations don't do that. You know,
2: I'm not here to take anybody's money. I'm here to make sure that you guys know that somebody doesn't have to take your money. You know, do I need to get compensated for what we do? Obviously, but I'm not out here to hurt anybody. I'd rather make sure all of the small shops flourish. Yeah. I, and that's kind of, I don't want to call it a crusade, but there are a couple of online printing companies that I am willing to take down one <laughs> order at a <the> time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, and like Catherine said, there's so many like artists that we've talked to and mm-hmm. designers that they just say like, Look, I don't, I can't front that much money to do a full fledged operation or I don't have all these options out there that I have to use, you know, XYZ main big company that you would go out there for. So it is so refreshing to know that there's alternatives out there. And I think it's an added bonus cherry on top that you do get Disney. Like you understand the culture around it. You understand why people love it so much and love the parks and love the movies. And I do think there is an intrinsic value that can't be put down on the bottom line that that you bring in that aspect.
2: I was born and raised in the parks. This is what I do. It's what I breathe. It's what I love. Um, if it has to be that I meet up at the parks to deliver things or even go over a design with you or you come to my shop, I mean, I'm mean, i not that far. One of the big things that I would re- really like to point out is that Starting the next two weeks, we're going to start doing something that is a free sample pack. And this is going to include whatever piece of artwork you send me. I'm going to go ahead and do the artwork, set it all up, print one sticker, and send it to you for free. Along with one of my stickers, one of 100 Acre Hood stickers, one of Park Hopper Supplies stickers, one of Sorcerer Radio stickers, I'm going to make this entire pack doesn't matter what your art is. I'm going to customize it for you, send it to you, so you can tell me, yes, your quality is just good or better or the best. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: that that's is so-, so fun. Yeah. I know.
2: And by the way, you guys are the first ones hearing this. That's going to happen. We got the Ooh, scoop. Ooh,
0: the inside scoop. We got scoop. the scoop.
2: It's brand new. Uh, we've, I just printed some brand new envelopes and packets for it. It's Like I said, it's going to launch in about two weeks, probably about the same time that something else that we're going to talk about later will launch.
1: (laughs) So, I do want to not miss out on the opportunity of promoting some of our other episodes as well. You guys have heard Rick mention Chad from 100 Acre Hood and also Melissa from Park Hopper Supply. You can always go back and listen to their episodes. And I'm sure it's going to make a lot more sense now that you understand how their designs come to life. So. I would highly recommend listening to those episodes as well. So Rick, whenever you get in an artist design, kind of what does that process look like where you bring it to life and that relationship going back and forth between yourself and a designer?
2: It's actually a really involved process, believe it or not. And a lot of people don't realize what goes into creating the stickers or the, the, the tangible product. When you send me a piece of art, I then have to take it, make sure that I can trace it out, and add some extra space to make sure there's a good die line, a good cut line on it. I have to make sure that it's going to print quality, because a lot of people use subpar graphic design programs. Um, And I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm sorry, I love your art, but it's going to print blurry, it's going to print pixelated. And I won't print anything until you tell me, yes, this is okay, this is what you want. So after I look at that, I figure out the die line. I send a proof back saying, okay, this is what it's going to look like. Are you okay with this? They say, sure, great. Yeah, whatever. So then I go ahead and print it, but printing it isn't just printing it. I have to make sure the dye line's right. I have to make sure that I punch the colors up because anything that anyone ever sends me is always going to print darker than they expect it to. So I've got to take it back into Photoshop, bump the colors, add the dye lines, make sure everything's super great. Then, you know, lay out 150, whatever it's going to be on the sheet. Rent the sheet here in the castle. <laughs> it has to dry for at least two to three days. Uh, one thing people don't understand about vinyl, and what we do is print on vinyl because it's the greatest substrate you can print on. It is porous, but it's also... A, it, it, it doesn't matter if you put it on a car, a boat, a, your laptop, whatever you're going to put it on. It will beat any of those elements. Uh, but the problem is vinyl is porous. So as we print... As the vinyl's coming through the machine, it heats up the vinyl, which expands the pores. The ink drops into the pores, and then for the next three days, it's closing up and cooling. So the, the prints are actually printed in the vinyl, not on the vinyl. So there's kind of a time thing there, you know? So we, we set it up, we print it, we dry it. The next day, we end up having to send it through a cutter that will actually cut through the backing. Great. Now we have to pop each and every single one of those stickers out flip it over and send it through a machine that cuts the backing paper so you can crack and peel it. So much that goes in this, right? So once we're done doing that, we take the the entire stack of stickers over here. We make sure we turn it all the right way and everything's great. We photograph it, we package it, we add all kinds of extras to the packages because you gotta have magic mail, right?
0: <laughs> That's what it's all about. We
2: sh- well of course it is. So then we ship it after that. So we're talking about what are we five, six, seven days just for an order of say fifty stickers. I mean, there's a grand process that goes into it, but that's how you do it right. Yeah.
0: So, I was going to say, so when you talk about doing like these samples, you know, these sample packages that you're going to do for people, you're going to go through that whole process.
2: Absolutely. hundred percent. Wow. I'm going to set everyone's artwork. Now, what I'm going to do is batch, you know, the, the 50 people that come in that week on one day. So I'll batch them all into one sheet. But yeah, I'm going to take the entire time to sit there and go through every single person's artwork physically myself. I'm not having employees or anybody else do it. I will do it myself, my hands on it, to make sure it comes out right, print one each, run them through the printer, the cutters, the whole nine, and send them out. Because you know why? When you tell me, hey, this is the greatest sticker you've ever seen, your artwork's already set up. I'm good to go. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's print another 50. Let's print another 100.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I've just got to think from an artist standpoint to take something from, you know, that you hand drew it and then you put it into Photoshop or maybe you drew it straight in Photoshop. To get that onto a physical product or a physical medium has got to be such a rewarding feeling. Mm
2: -hmm. I watch this happen in my shop daily for the last 15 years. You can dream it up all you want until you have it in your hand. It doesn't become real. The second I take a stack of stickers and put it in someone's hand, the light up of their face, that's what you do it for. Because all of a sudden, what was in here is here now, you know? It it comes from the mind into your hand, and it's just – it never gets old. Like I said, 15 years, it never gets old.
0: So I know something that you, uh, I guess, project a lot is that you, like, take customers of all sizes. Is that why Uh you do it? You think –
2: I do it because I'm really sick of the large corporations taking advantage of the little guys. It's not fair. It's not okay. I've got the same machines they do. I do the same exact things they do. And I'm not going to charge it ten times over. There's no reason for that. I mean, yes, am I more expensive than, I don't know, China or something like that? Because (laughs) I have one machine and I'm one guy popping stickers out by myself and turning them over? Yeah, a little bit. But you're going to talk to me. You're not going to talk to some automated whatever. If I have a problem with your artwork, I'm going to tell you, hey, this isn't going to print great. Let's rework this. Let me help you rework this. Oh, wait. You wanted four different types of stickers? Let's give you a discount. Like, you have that personal interaction with the owner of the company. You know, it's not so automated in corporation. That's why I do it. Because there's just not enough people that care anymore. And I do. I care about stickers. Stickers have been my life for 15 years. I (laughs) care about what you guys want you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that is so awesome. So one thing I want to hit on is since you started Prince Charming Co. and you've got everything rolling and you started working with people like Chad and Melissa, Mm -hmm. kind of what has that process been like to go from, you know, working with the clients that you have on Mm -hmm. Ace High to being kind of in the Disney community and understanding how it works and and being around more people like that?
2: That was a tough one. It was a big jump and it wasn't, um, wasn't as easy as I expected it to be because I've had such success with Ace High. I thought, oh, I could just transition in and everything's going to be great. Yeah, it's not that way. <laughs> Breaking into the Disney community is a very, I don't want to say hard. I want to say it's a an honorable thing to do. If you get in, you get accepted. These people trust you. They believe in you, just like I do with all of my clients. Like It really is a back and forth. Uh, With these with this small shop community, which I think is amazing. That's the way it should be. You know, you don't want to let somebody that's just going to jackal you and, you know, it's over. Um, So uh, Excellent Ears Company just messaged me yesterday asking why couldn't all small shop providers be as nice as I am? I said, I don't know. I'm just here to help people. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I thought it was really cool. But it, it, it's it been that acceptance over the last few months. And it took some time. I mean, I literally, like I said, it started reaching out to Chad, and Melissa, and to people like that uh, over a year ago. But it's been since November that I really launched it. I would say it's been since probably April or May that I've really been accepted into the community.
1: Yeah. Well, and I do think that's something that's so important for our listeners to hear that even if you – like, you can tell just from hearing you talk, Rick, that you are an expert at your craft. You really take it so seriously and you want to make every single one of your clients, you know, give you five stars, ten stars, whatever your scale is. top am all stars. stars. But, <laughs> every day. but sometimes it does just take a little bit of time. And so, you know... People have to realize that sometimes you can't throw gasoline on the fire, that it just takes time to nurture those relationships and for people to start noticing what you're doing. And then you start to get your traction and start to take off. So I think that is a really important, you know, highlight of your story is that it's not just an overnight thing. It does take hard work and building relationships and making those connections before you can really get things rolling.
2: I think you're right in that as uh, Ace High would be to me the, the uh, fire, and I tried to use Prince Charming as the gasoline. It did, it did not take off at all initially, but it does take time, and you have to be true to what you're doing. You can't just sit here and say, oh, I'm a sticker printer. I'm going to print these kind of now." No, you actually have to love what you're doing. There has to be a direction and a, a heart behind it. And if there's not, then what are you doing it for, first of all? Uh, you know, and and where I'm at now is great, but where I'm going to be at in three years, with Prince Charming is a whole different game. Yeah,
0: you might have to move now. to Orlando <laughs> to make all your Disney runs, all your deliveries. It's it's
2: a very big possibility. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, good deal. So I know you mentioned off air that you have some really exciting things in the works that you wanted to share. With our listeners, if you could go in. And- we <laughs> we want to hear Nudo. it. <laughs> yeah, we're on Pins and needles. I Nudo. know
2: you do. I know you both do. Uh, one of the things that I did mention was my new uh, commercial on Sorcerer Radio. That's fun. If you get a chance, do listen to Sorcerer Radio. Um, I'm going to be doing a giveaway based on that commercial in the upcoming weeks. So listen to the commercial. Learn the commercial. Things are going to happen with that. Beyond that, um, I have had the opportunity to pair up with Expedition Roasters. We're going to be launching the Prince Charming Royal Blend Coffee Ooh. come October 1st.
0: Ooh. What's <laughs> it, it going to taste like? What's like the French, flavor and everything?
2: French vanilla, caramel, and whiskey. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> All the things.
2: absolutely incredible. I had them send us samples after samples after samples. Um, I spent probably two months designing the bag artwork myself. It is going to be absolutely incredible. It's not going to be your fall pumpkin spice coffee. (laughs) But let me tell you, it's going to be the anti-pumpkin spice fall coffee.
0: I was going to say, you don't strike me as a pumpkin spice kind of guy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to start doing pre-sales probably the last week in September for it. It is a super-duper limited run. Uh, So if you guys want to get in on it, get in on it. I will put all the details on my sites, obviously, as it comes along. But that's the big new one.
1: Yeah. And we will be updating our show notes with those links as well. If you guys want to head over there and check that out. That is super exciting. That's got to be like we talk about the artist having something come to life. <laughs> but that's got to be cool, too, to see like a flavor that you're interested in come yep. to life yep. and in a, into a mug.
0: Yeah. How many back and forths it's- did that take?
1: Oh, so many. <laughs> I mean, i've been I've been working
2: with them for probably four or five months now. I mean, we just got the flavor and the bag artwork right. They don't even know that I may or may not be creating custom mugs for this release.
0: (laughs) May or may not, you know. I cannot confirm nor deny, but it's a possibility.
1: (laughs) Well, that is awesome. That is so exciting and it is so, you know, remarkable to hear all the different things that you're doing. And I do think it is a wonderful service for this community to bring so many people have these love and these ideas that they want to bring to life. And I think it's wonderful that you're able to make that happen. So we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our partners, and then we'll be back to play the Fast Pass round. These past couple of weeks, both of our day jobs have been insane. We don't have much time, especially during the day, to be thinking about social media posts or promoting the episodes and everything that goes along with that. Luckily, Tailwind has been the perfect solution for that. We sit down on Sunday evenings and plan out all of our posts for the week, the message that we want to share, and boom, it's done. They show up when they're supposed to. They automatically post both on Pinterest and Instagram. And then we just get to sit back, interact with people in our spare time, and we don't have to worry about it throughout the week. So if you think this is something that would help you out in your scheduling and help your social media reach you can head to to detourtoneverland.com forward slash tailwind. Again, that's detourtoneverland.com forward slash tailwind to sign up for a completely free trial with no credit card required today. Test it out for 30 days and see if it works. I bet you'll like it. You can also find the link to that in our show notes. Now back to the show. Good deal. So Rick, we are back. So we are going to throw out these Disney topics. If you just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Let's
2: do it.
0: Okay, so the first one is just name the Disney parks that you visited.
2: This is going to sound terrible. Just the ones in Orlando.
1: Spunks. That's it. Yeah. So that, of, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> of those four, which one is your favorite and why? hmm
2: hollywood studios i call it mgm still i'm old school um it just got that old school hollywood vibe to it it used to have a little more vibe to it um big fan of tower of terror and rock and roller coaster and even that silly poster shop that's at the very front that has all the signed whatevers i've never bought a single thing there but i just think (laughs) it's cool Uh, but the citizens of hollywood i love all the street shows That's really what gets me there. I have not been to Galaxy's Edge yet. I had the Pass Holder premiere, and I actually had to be working here in the castle. So I missed that. But uh, clients are more important. So I will fly the Millennium Falcon when I can.
1: Yeah. Well, if that's (laughs) not a testament to your commitment, then I don't know what is. There it is, right? (laughs) No blue milk for me.
0: (laughs) So are you excited about all the changes in Hollywood Studios, or are you kind of bummed?
2: to be completely honest, kind of bummed because I'm such a purist. Like, I just like it how it was. I'm not knocking any of the changes. I think they're going to be great. I'm going to enjoy all of them. But if it's me, I like to be in my little tunnel, my little hole. Like, this is great. This is what I love. I, like, I'd i rather just sit at the primetime cafe and have some drinks and hit the tower and call it a day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm slowly starting to realize why you and Chad get along so well since he oh, yeah. is like the biggest MGM fan I've ever met in my life.
2: He really is. Um, He's a great guy. He's a silly little guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Chad and I have a great relationship for the last probably year or so. Um, I've had the opportunity to print most of what he's doing. Yeah. And just getting the insight into his creative imagination has always been fun to me.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: I can't say I always agree with what he's doing, <laughs> but man, he's got a plan and he's doing it. And I love that guy.
1: Yeah. So if you guys want to see any of those you know, crazy imaginations from Chad, you can head to 100acrehoodco.com. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'll put the link to that in our show notes so you can check some of those out. So next one would be your Disney bucket list trip.
2: Okay. Uh, Disneyland, 100%. I want to see the original. I have to. Like, that is just it for me. I know Paris is cool and Tokyo and all that's great, but I have to see the original. Hands down.
0: Make that pilgrimage. Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the next one would be your favorite Disney resort. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at, although you're close. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have stayed at all of them, but the Contemporary, like I said. Uh, my favorite is kind of a weird toss-up between Fort Wilderness Lodge and the Polynesian. And I'll tell you why. The Polynesian was one that I always wanted to stay at. I, stayed, I had the opportunity to stay one weekend there. And I caught the flu the day I got there and laid in bed the entire weekend. I never actually got to do the Polynesian. You know what I mean? Like I go there and I'll drink a Trader Sam's and hang out and take the boat over, which is great. But to stay there, I feel like I lost out on that one. Uh, but Fort Wilderness, the lodge there, that is just it's always had my heart. The architecture, the the characters, the design, the whole thing, the, eat, the food, it, it's just amazing over there.
1: Yeah. I can definitely agree with both of those. Great choices. Next one would be if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be?
2: Haunted Mansion. Hands down. Um, I actually have the Hitchhiking Ghost tattooed on my leg. <laughs> I've been a Haunted Mansion kid since the day I was here. <laughs> <laughs> I love, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise and all that fun stuff, and even the older stuff like the um Oh, the Liberty boats that don't run anymore. Like, I love that whole old school feel. But Haunted Mansion, all day long. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, not that you need any, you know, persuasion to go out there. <laughs> but you have to go to Disneyland. And especially do Haunted Mansion Holiday. I feel like that <laughs> I, is well, right up your alley. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: It, it has to be. Yeah. I would love that.
0: So, the next one, sticking with rides. Which ride do you think is due for either an exit or a from the parks?
2: Okay, people are going to hate when I say this. Splash Mountain needs a refurb. Seriously. And I'll tell you why. It's not that anything's wrong with the ride itself. It's that when I was younger and was going to the park, when the flume came down at the very end, there used to be that huge jet of water that would soak the people on the bridge. They haven't done that in years. Why can't you just do the water jets anymore? That would be amazing. (laughs) especially in Florida. It's so hot here. Soak everybody. Yeah. That's that's my only criticism. Just
1: enable the water jets again.
0: I was gonna say That's a simple fix. Yeah. That's very I doable.
2: Flip the switch. We're good. That's it. That's all I ask.
1: Yeah. Turn up that water pressure. Let's get, <laughs> <That's> get going. <laughs> so next question would be what land or area in the parks brings you the most inspiration?
2: Frontier land. Uh, I don't know why I could – I'm a huge Davy Crockett fan as a child, read all the books. I just thought when I went there, this is the coolest thing. There's forts and it's all, you know, shooting gallery. I'm like, yes, this is where I live now. <laughs> <laughs> just drop me off. Leave me here. I'm good.
1: <laughs> yeah. that's. I don't think we've heard Frontierland, but I do really enjoy our time at Frontierland when we go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. So the next one would be your favorite snack or a go-to snack?
1: Mm,
2: okay. So, when I, again, when I was a kid, it was the turkey legs, which never tasted as good as they look. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, they really just don't. <laughs> um, that's still probably my go-to snack. I'll buy it, even though I know I'm not going to eat half of it. <laughs>
1: you know? <laughs> you just get tired of, like, all that meat that after a
2: salty, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. But yeah. it's still a classic, you know? You gotta have one.
1: Yeah. I mean, that smell draws you in.
0: It's sure. the oh, smell. I mean... I've honestly never had one because I don't want like a stick of meat in Florida, but it does no, smell ass. good.
2: <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Take our word for it. You're all right. You're yeah.
1: <laughs> so next one would be, what is your favorite table service and quick service restaurants?
2: Mm, okay. So table service, that'd be a toss up probably between Rose and Crown and Epcot. Because fish and chips at a table at, in Ireland in Epcot is absolutely incredible. But I'm also a gigantic five year old, and I love the Crystal Palace when they do the the Winnie the Pooh brunch yeah. thing. Like I'm all over that. I think that's great. <laughs> as far as quick service goes, Pegos Bills hands down all day long. That's that's it. That's where I eat. Interesting. That's
0: we good, almost we overlook it, I feel like, every really? time we go. Well, because yeah. I'm like
1: the biggest Harbor House fan, and Catherine, okay. you're the biggest Casey's Corner fan. Yeah. So. Because like, I'm
0: a five-year-old, too.
1: But Pecos Bills just gets lost in the middle of all that.
2: Bro, you're missing out. They have the greatest tacos and hot dogs and all kinds of fun stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I remember we did have it. It's five-year-old food. <laughs> <laughs> we did have it somewhat recently. It was good. When? We I think a... you're making it up. No, I'm not.
2: <laughs> we'll the trick is it. getting an extra plate and accidentally meandering over to the toppings bar and just having banana peppers and salsa and stuff, you know, for nothing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> That's a good pro tip.
2: Yeah, You didn't hear it from me, but the Prince Charming says that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your alter ego
1: There it's is. It is. We'll, we'll ask yeah. him, who, t- who said you could do this? Prince Charming. <laughs> the Prince Charming said it yeah. fine.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. so the next one it's all your favorites so your favorite disney movie
1: robin hood for sure that is one we've not heard on here before i don't think yeah
0: i feel like that gets overlooked a lot too
2: it has to be the music alone is amazing but the story um and i'll tell you why i was probably i don't know seven or eight years old i was in love with just going to the library And the first novel I actually read was King Arthur and the Knights. But after that was Robin Hood. And I probably went through the first chapter of trying to read Robin Hood and then saw the cartoon movie. Never opened the book again. (laughs) I know what's going to happen. I got this. This is amazing. This is my life.
1: (laughs) I'm always interested in people who love Robin Hood. They have tried so many times to do it as a live action film.
2: Can't do it. It won't work. It doesn't translate. Um, Not at all. Like never. the
1: Russell Crowe one, I think like maybe comes the closest, but even that, there's something yeah. off about it.
2: Robin Hood, Men in Tights, maybe.
1: Oh yeah, maybe <laughs> that's a different rendition though. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but other than that, no, it never compares. It doesn't translate. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting. I wonder if Disney will ever take a crack at it because I don't. I, I, I don't, hope
2: not. I, I hope they don't incorporate that in their new whole live action real they're trying to do. Yeah. That's a bad move.
1: So next one would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt himself or from any of the movies.
2: Uh, it would probably be from him, and it's growing old is mandatory, growing up is optional. And that's kind of how I live my life. Again, gigantic five-year-old. <laughs> I'm a 36-year-old five-year-old printing stickers <laughs> for you Disney people all day long.
1: Hey, That is not I mean, a bad a life, life at all.
2: <laughs> what do you do with that, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one that a lot of people relate to. Especially in the Disney community. mm
2: -hmm. Well, especially where we're at now with the whole nostalgia thing being a big deal. I mean, everybody's kind of looking to grasp a hold of the greatest parts of their past. And we're just here to kind of give it to them.
1: You know? For sure. All the MGM fans.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Especially the MGM fans. (laughs) So, this last one is your favorite Disney Parks memory.
2: Mm, okay, so this was probably four or five years ago. I went to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween in Magic Kingdom. Uh, first time ever. And I was convinced to dress up as a pirate. Because, our <laughs> 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 And I did. And we all dressed up. We went out there and we were just losing our minds, dancing to the parade and all that stuff. And this cast member came up behind us. And actually, he was dressed as a pirate as well, funny enough. And gave us a little, like, handwritten slip that says, you know, three pirates, free popcorn. And we, he gave us a slip so we could take it to any kiosk and get a free popcorn bucket because we were having fun and being awesome at the party. And it just kind of went to show you that they really do care. There are so many cast members that really actually care about your experience there. And I would say out of all the memories I've had over the last 30 plus years, that was super, super cool.
1: I love that because it's very simple as well. Yeah. It's nothing it elaborate. It's Yeah. Just you with some friends enjoying some popcorn. free popcorn. Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. But it was just it was that gesture. It's like, hey, we recognize you guys are awesome. Have something to enhance your night. Yeah.
1: Sure.
2: It it meant nothing to them, but to us it meant everything.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah.
1: We good deal. So our very last question that we asked all of our guests is if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into this community, either as a content creator or maybe they want to open up their own shop and sell their products, what would be your advice to that person?
2: It's kind of a 2 prong answer. Um, You have to be true to yourself. Don't try to go out there and fake it. Don't try to be what you see on Instagram or Etsy or wherever, social media. Be you. Do what you do and do it well. And then that kind of runs into my other thing is do one thing whether it's ears or stickers or pens or whatever, do what you do, focus on what you do and do it well. But don't be so money motivated that that's all you see. Don't look at dollar signs. This is the Disney community. We do this for for heart. We do this for the love of it. You know, sure, there's money to be made. We're all making money. That's great. But don't get so entrenched in what am I going to make tomorrow that you sacrifice not only quality, but heart for it. Um, if you're gonna do it, do it with class and style. It's the best thing I can tell anybody.
1: yeah that is excellent advice, just like Prince Charming class and style. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say <laughs> I there know where is. that came from. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. And I think that is a really important thing to keep in mind. I mean, like you said, there is you know money to be made, especially if you are creating products, but that can never be like your ultimate goal or the reason that you get into it in the first place
2: don't lose yourself in it mm-hmm. you know th- there's no reason to this is all for fun we're all a community we're all here to lift each other up
1: yeah absolutely mm-hmm. well good deal so rick thank you so much it has been so much fun learning more about prince charming and learning more about your disney story so last thing if you can remind our listeners where they can connect with you online
2: best place to find me is the prince charming uh was it prince charming company at Instagram or on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, we do have a website, Uh But really, find me on the Instagram. If you connect with me, message me things like that, then you won't pay full price. <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you, out, you know, like I said, I'm like Oprah. I'm giving deals out left and right over here. <laughs> <laughs> Just come find me, follow me, say hey, see me at the parks. Let's let's create a dialogue and create a relationship.
1: Yeah good deal so of course we will put the links to get in touch with rick on our show notes if you guys want to head over there check out even check out some of these awesome stickers the the pictures are mesmerizing whenever you lay them all out and <laughs> mm-hmm. like Thank you, you. can look at those for
2: that takes so much time i sit here and like one by one lay them on my desk and take my cannon and shoot them and like try to clean them up in photoshop it's insane
0: <laughs> You've got Instagram down. You've I, I love that because
2: it. I really don't. I have no idea what I'm doing on social media at all. So <laughs> you still does. <laughs> well, thank you. thank you.
1: Well, good deal. So, Rick, thank you so much for joining us today. We've had so much fun chatting with you. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Malcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.